This is the Pain Information Network. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Well, this is a podcast I did this morning. I did it on the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, because everybody is talking about it. In a year from now, of course, it's going to be hopefully behind us, and everything is going to be different. But for right now, at this juncture of our life, we have to kind of look at it as um, a signal. It's kind of one of those things that every once in a while you have this um, moment where you realize that things can change fast, and they have changed fast. What does this have to do with pain? Well, it has a lot to do with pain because, first of all, as I mentioned in the podcast, I'm still seeing patients, and it's altered how I see them. You say, how? Well, one of the problems with COVID-19 is immunosuppression. And what do we do when we give you injections? We give you steroid. What do steroids do? Reduce your ability to fight infections. But think about that. What else happens? Well, your interaction with your physician. So I walk in the room. It's my responsibility, really, to do a physical exam uh, that is based on historical elements that point me in the right direction to say that area or that organ system or, you know, your problem needs to be uh, historically documented. Well, can I do that? Can I get close to you? I mean, ophthalmologist and dentist, nope. Uh, things have changed for them. Uh, how about primary care? These guys, you know, they're, they're heroes. They're right up front. They're sitting in the front of this stuff. Internal medicine, they're sitting in the front of this stuff. How about the orthopedists? They're not doing elective surgery. How about the uh, neurologists, the neurosurgeons, all these other folks I rely on, they're changing their patterns too. So the bottom line is, there goes the visualist. The bottom line is this. <clears throat> yes, it affects every one of us, and it affects how we take care of you, but not to your detriment. We can get around this, and we're learning, and we're learning every day. This is really... It's the third podcast, the third version of what I've done on this, and I haven't released it earlier as I talk about the podcast, is because it changes every freaking hour, it seems like. Now New Jersey New Jersey is shut down, and New York is shut down, and California is kind of shut down. California never really shuts down. Um, and uh, where does it stop? I don't know. At least they closed the beaches. Uh, at least we are understanding that we have to be really, really careful. Common sense will out. The title of this um, podcast is something near and dear to me because I truly believe in it. And it, you can't practice in fear. If you practice in fear, you undertreat make mistakes you overtreat make mistakes i i probably am not going to get into it too deeply here but i believe in listening to the little voice on your shoulder listen to the little voice on your shoulder so i go to work every day and i come home to kathy and the kids and um the dogs cats uh, 
animal crackers, everything we've got. And the bottom line is, first of all, I don't want to expose them, and I don't want them to be at risk, and I want you to understand that pain care does not have to be interrupted. It just has to be maybe changed a little. Uh, Sometimes these ultra-elective procedures don't need to be done. They can be delayed. So let's give everybody a chance here. Let's sort through this thing. And uh, let's listen to this, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and jump in on my opinions with COVID-19. This is my third or fourth attempt at, uh, I don't know, making comments, uh, adding what I think is relevant as a medical doctor to the COVID-19 crisis. That's, you know, the coronavirus. And this will be ancient news probably in one year, but for right now, it's not. And it brings up something important to me. And the reason I didn't publish the other (laughs) episodes that I did in my car is because things were changing so fast that it was a daily event to uh, update. And uh, the toll was going higher. And I think what really stopped me is a colleague of mine uh, right down the road got it. And it shut down an entire practice. Not a little practice, but a big practice. Which, um, I don't know, it was soulful. I am practicing, and I am seeing patients, and no, I'm not wearing protective gear. I am just being smart. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about things. This is kind of important. If I have a moment of wisdom I could convey to my colleagues, to my staff, my patients, and those that listen, is I will not practice in fear. I That is a mantra of mine. It has been for years. I will not practice in fear. When you over-treat, you make mistakes. When you under-treat, you make mistakes. What you do is you stay level. There is no difference with this virus than others that I have been through. I take myself back to my training when HIV first started hitting the hospitals. There was this weird thing that popped up, and it was only on immunosuppressed patients that we saw this, and so we never thought we'd see it in our career, Kaposi's sarcoma. That's this weird cancer on the skin that happens when people are overrun with immunodeficiency. could be from a number of things. Steroids could be from lupus. could be from a number of things. But we just didn't see it. And then... This other weird thing happened called pneumocystis pneumonia, and it was a pneumonia that happened in immune-deficient people, and we never thought we'd see it, but there it is. So we'd go in a room and make rounds in our bunny suits, and we were full protective gear, and no one had a clue what was going on. I think, in retrospect, we had all the tools to make an epidemiological assumption, but we didn't do it right. If 
vis-a-vis, we thought being Haitian was a uh, risk factor. No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, there were four other risk factors. You can look them up on Google. But the point was, we had in front of us a patient who was sick and getting sicker. And we didn't know what it was from and what is going to happen to us. I mean, are we transmitting? Are we carrying? Are we going from room to room making things worse? Well, we didn't. And fast forward, you go to SARS. um, That's a respiratory problem we saw in the 90s. H1N1, saw that flu. I've seen a number of these roll through my practice. And you know what? The doctors that I learned the most from, and that's what it's all about. We learn from our colleagues. We learn from our paraprofessionals. We learn most from our patients. Yeah, of course, we listen to the family too. But what you learn is, first of all, less is better. Second of all, keep it simple. Listen to that little voice on your shoulder, right? Uh, The law of parsimony. Um, 12th century. goes back that far. What is that? Well, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. That's true. Uh, And here we are with another thing called the coronavirus. And I'm going in every day. And I'm taking care of my staff. I'm making sure they are protected. My patients are protected. And hopefully we're not becoming carriers, which at the time of this uh, distribution, we've had a couple scares. Uh, We had a patient uh, get through our screening process. We have a form. They got through the screening process. They got in the back and they said, I have a fever and a cough. And... We sent them, of course, to the ER. They got admitted. They developed pneumonia. Damn near died. And as it turns out, they had pneumonia. But everybody was on edge. And should we have quarantined? Well, we couldn't have because when we found out she was admitted, it was the same day we found out she was testing negative. So things happen fast. But keep it simple. And, and please, folks, don't. Put yourself in unnecessary harm. All you have to do is make it uh, as reasonable as possible. Socialize, fine. You know, social media is awful, but, you know, talk to people on the phone. Communicate as best you can if it has to be at some point of a distance, whatever. I mean, social interaction should not stop. Wash your hands, and that goes back well over a hundred years. I've talked about this on a podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's this black death that was occurring because uh, doctors would go in and they would do autopsies early in the morning, and then they would deliver babies in the afternoon and evening, and all those babies died. And the doctor, uh, who was a grandfather uh, of a U.S. Supreme Court justice, uh, said, wash your hands. And it was about 30 or 40 years before 
people heeded his advice, and guess what? It all stopped. Wash your hands. Uh, you'd be surprised uh, at how, how nasty things can be with our just everyday interaction. My son won a, a, a science project um, and went to state finals because he went around a primary care office and all he did was culture the newspapers, the magazines, and uh, the drinking fountain and the like, and found horrible pathogens. And uh, he almost got a, a state award out of that, but he, he went to state, and I thought it was pretty clever of him. But he knew intuitively, by keeping it simple... Um, where stuff is and the stuff you want to avoid and do the best you can to mitigate the problems. Okay, number three. Mental health is very important. I just read on the internet one of our physician newsletters. uh, It was medical economics or something like that where they give doctors advice uh, how to um, cope with coronavirus because you know we're front line you know it's it's funny because i i've started an anti-malarial uh, i know but i did and uh when i turned it into the pharmacy they didn't want to fill it they said we're going to run out of all this stuff and, and yeah you may but i'm on the front line i need this and so they did fill it but it, it just goes to show you this hoarding mentality. And, you know, when medical economics is even saying kind of like chill out, docs, this is obvious stuff to us. And it should be obvious. But uh, in the fray of the day, it's not always obvious. So anyway, I, I, I read that article with interest, although it was completely obvious, everything they were saying. All right, and finally, you must turn to those that you love and those that mean something to you and those that are important to you, Uh, close family, uh, friends, uh, relatives. I mean, you've got to turn to them. And I call it a welfare check, but just a phone call now and then means a lot. I went around the neighborhood a few days ago. It was raining. It was terrible. But... I had a case of toilet paper and I had some paper towels and all uh, because uh, there are idiots out there hoarding everything. Uh, I I don't know why toilet paper, but there it is. And just to see if somebody needed any. And you know know what? Neighbors were already helping neighbors. Learn from that. I learned from that. So uh, I think I'll leave it here because I might update this later, but... Basics are basics. When it comes to pain, when it comes to infirmity, when it comes to the the realities of life that we must go through, and let's face it, life's not easy, and life has risk. You know, 75 years ago, the mortality rate from appendicitis was 50%. Now, if you got even close to that, <laughs> you weren't practicing. Um, you know, things change, and this shall pass. When it does pass, we'll look back and say, okay, let's get on with life. And that's the point.
get on with your life. Okay, that's all I got to say. And, uh, you know, leave me a message or, uh, you know, let me know if you need me to, you know, jump in. And we probably ought to do a mastermind on this stuff. You just let me know what you want to do. Paininformation.com. Thanks. All right, there you go, folks. So uh, <laughs> sitting outside on a Saturday morning kind of rambling after watching the news. And I'm going to update, as I think I need to update, I just got an email that there's going to be a webinar on the COVID-19. It's like I don't want a webinar. <laughs> I know what it is, but it's for physicians in pain. And they're talking about the exact same things we just talked about. And, that, and that's, do we use steroids? Do we do procedures? Blah, blah, blah. No, listen to the little voice. You listen to your little voice. And I'll see you next time.